you're listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 192. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the a little less swollen, hive, hivey, and itchy than you have been all week, John Brownstone. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the bonus section. Yeah, he's, he's also caffeinated, as all John Brownstones should be. And drugged. And drugged. Caffeinated and drugged. Ooh, <coughs> that sounds like a good combo. <laughs> This week, we're answering a listener question about their extremely valid concern that a suggested change or transition in their DS dynamic might not work out for the best and what they should do about that. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS in the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can usually watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday, except not this week. We'll talk about that later, too. Yeah. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out, as always, to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for your support. Your financial support helps us keep doing things like this. Uh, If you'd like access to more content, to more us, to um, Q&As, to bonus, bonus sections, to whatever we come up with for 2020, I still have to do that part. Um, (laughs) And if you want to support this show, if we've helped you and you are able to financially support it, you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as a dollar per month. Just head to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. And before we get started, mm-hmm. want to thank our sponsor this week. Yes. Back again, The Cage. You'll find them at thecage.co. Uh, if you are looking sort of for your online peeps, um, whether you are part of a pretty vibrant, thriving, kinky community or, you know, in person or not, um, having a space online where you can kind of just be yourself is pretty nice. Uh, thecage.co is an online BDSM community created by Kinksters for Kinksters. Um, they place a premium on not just safety and protecting your privacy, but also making sure that no matter what you're into, you can either find a group already there that's into it too, or you can set up a group or a forum or have a place to uh, connect with like-minded peeps and also to explore the things you're like, hmm, kind of curious about this. What's that about? So um, membership to the cage is always free as a basic member. Um, Premium membership is about $8 per month US, but for new members, if you sign up using our special code, you get two weeks of premium membership for free. So you get access to absolutely everything. And then after two weeks, you can decide, do I want to stick with this or, you know, do I want to go back down to the basic membership? But you don't have to um, give a credit card so you don't get stuck. We can tell a story later about how that happened to the 14 year old. (laughs) And now he's in a weird agreement with a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not going to happen here. So go to thecage.co check it out. You can actually look around before you ever register so you can kind of get a feel for the place. That's one of the things I really like about that. Yeah, It's very frustrating when I'm like, I just want to know if this is like the right place for me, but you're making me give you all my information first. Please stop. They don't do that. So you can look around. You can't do much if you're not registered, but you can kind of look around, see if you like it. If you're like, yeah, I'll give this place a shot. Um, Sign up for premium membership. Use the code LOVINGBDSM. Pretty sure y'all can remember that, loving BDSM. You get two weeks free premium membership as a new member. So thank you, thank you, thank you to The Cage. Sponsorships like that help pay the bills too. Um, I've been uh, watching a lot of YouTube stuff and listening to a lot of podcasts and I don't think I'm ever gonna be one of those people that tries to make a sponsorship like natural, like, ooh, who are these random people that just show up here? I'm gonna tell y'all, they help pay the damn bills and I appreciate (laughs) them for it. (laughs) And we are very glad that they are a sponsor. Okay, so before we get into the topic, I do want to say this and we will talk about more about why in the bonus section. 
But we have brought it back old school this week. Yeah. We are at a desk. Well, it's not truly old school because we're not in a stuffy closet sitting around a, an well, old no, laptop. no, no, no. But we are sitting at the desk. There's no camera on. I'm wearing no makeup. We could be naked and you would not know we are not naked. Neither of us <laughs> feels good well enough to like not have clothes on. Um, but this is just an audio recording this week. There's no live stream companion no. to go with it. Kind of cool going old school. It, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, as somebody who likes all her partners to be older, I do like to go old school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different topic, though. Um, vintage? No. No, that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the why later. It. I love doing the live stream, and I know the people who, are, who manage to watch that live stream or be a part of it, they enjoy it, too. That's not me bragging, y'all. They tell me that they love it. Um, but it is really nice to go, you know what? We're just going to sit down and record a podcast. Okay. And five yeah. minutes later, coffee yeah. in hand, uh, notes up on my laptop. Here we are. I mean, it took I, no as, effort. <laughs> as much work as it is to get it set up, I like it too. I mean, we have a really great group of, of people mm-hmm. that, that jump in there and, and join in with us. And yeah, it's it's cool. I, I enjoy it, and the interaction that they have with us and with each other in there is really amazing. Well, and I like that interaction so much. I have had a couple people send me links on the podcast side where you can do kind of live podcast recordings too, sort of like live online radio. Ah. Um, I have not looked into it because I do not have the bandwidth for that. But there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe that would be cool too to do something like that. On the podcast side, but y'all don't get no, don't anybody get excited, <laughs> just don't. Um, but yeah, this is nice to turn on mic, start speaking. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So, um, let's talk about the topic. Okay. And I went into this one's been burning a hole in my list yeah. for about uh, six weeks easily, and it actually came as a question. And I tried to talk to you about it when the question came in, and then you were sick. And you, or you were really tired. There was something going on. I was and, tired. And you were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, we'll come back to this. Well, here we are again. Oh, wow. Okay. And you are um, recovering from the most recent thing. So we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. Um, and the question was, was not one I get a lot, but I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Maybe they just don't admit it or want to talk about it. But it came from this person who um, submissive or bottom in their bedroom only DS loves it, enjoys it, it works really well for that person. Their partner mentioned, asked, wants to transition bedroom only DS into DS outside of the bedroom. Not necessarily 24 seven, although it might become that, not necessarily a total power exchange where they are in charge of everything, but something more than what they have. And the question they asked, they asked a few questions, but the main question they asked was, you know, am I wrong to be afraid that this, what if this change, what if this transition in our relationship takes something that's already really good to me and actually makes it worse? What if this ruins things? Mm. What do I do? How do I handle it? And so I was thinking about this, and I think this happens in all kinds of ways. I think it it can be a concern if you are vanilla and you're transitioning to kink and one of you brought the idea to the other. I think it can happen if you're like, oh, we were just play partners, but I kind of like, I'm having, I caught some feels for you here and I'd like this to be something more. Or, hey, I thought I could do like a monogamy thing, but actually, he, 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 I like there's, there are all kinds of transitions. We have done an episode on transitioning your relationship, but this concern from this one person is not the only person to have this concern. I don't think we always articulate it that well. No. I mean, they were pretty, like, like they were clearly given some thought that sounded like an introspective person after my own heart. Um, they were like, okay, but what I've got is really good. So also, why should I change if what I've got's really good? And you know that I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So I think the first thing I want to point out for anybody who is resonating with that and they're like, oh my God, you have totally felt that way. That feeling is absolutely valid. Yeah. The first of all, most people 
don't love change. Some people thrive on it. Those people mm-hmm. are out there. They do exist. I am always fascinated by those people. <laughs> um, I used to lie to myself and say that I don't like change. Like I hated change. And it's not that I personally hate change. It's I hate change that feels out of my control. I hate change that I did not have um, a hand in, that I did not decide about. Like the change that all the changes I've ever had in my life that I hated were things that felt out of my control. And yes, I can say that as a submissive because yeah, y'all have been around here long enough. This should not come as new information. And I have a feeling that the majority of people, not all by a long stretch, but a good majority of the people who would say, I hate change. If they dug down deep, that's likely what they mean when it's a thing mm-hmm. they want to do, even if they're nervous about it, there's still some excitement. And so it's not so bad, but when it's forced upon them, they don't like change. So first of all, I think that's the first part is to recognize that change is scary, change is difficult. Not everybody adapts well to change, even when they want to change. How many times have we been thrown off by a routine change? Something simple, not even the entirety yeah. of our relationship. Just a simple routine change that we chose, that we planned, and then we got into the middle of it and went, this kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do this to ourselves? So even the change you want to happen can throw you off. off. Yeah, And I think that that is probably the first thing to recognize. So if you are the partner coming to, to your partner going, hey, haha, here's a thing I'd like to change. I think you have to be aware that your partner could push back, not even because of any specific reason about the change because of the fear of change itself. And part of that is this concern that this listener had, which was things are good now. Why would I change that? Why rock the boat? And why fix it if it ain't broke? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that's a, that's all, that's the whole argument. It's not broke. Why, why do anything to it? Um, But the other thing that comes to mind is that, especially in BDSM and kink and DS, none of this is like fixed. So who you were a month ago as a kinkster is likely not who you are today. A year ago, 10 years ago, like we're constant, we're all constantly changing. Always in flux. Always. Even if we kind of resist it, even if we kind of wish that things could be permanent, nothing is permanent. Nothing stays the same forever. So I also think for out there who are really resistant to change, it's probably important to keep that in mind, that um, it is better when you can to at least feel like you have some control over the change, that you are a participant in the change, not that it is happening to you or it is thrust upon you, it is forced upon you. Um, Any change in a DS dynamic cannot be forced upon you. You do have to consent to that change. But the other side of that is if your partner wants a change bad enough and you don't want to make that change, the likely real outcome is that that relationship ends because it can't move forward together. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the, to me at least, the big thing here is, you know, we, you would talk obviously about people not liking change, which is all too well true. But I think part of that is because when you fear the change, you resist the change. And by resisting the change, that makes it all the harder. Right, and it's usually a fear of the unknown fear more of the than unknown. anything. And I, I don't want to say, you know, you should embrace the change, but I, I think you kind of need to go with the flow. As long as it doesn't more. hit a hard limit. As long as it doesn't hit a hard limit. That That's a whole different story. But you... you kind of need to try and go with the flow and that way you feel like you have some control in the change now you know i grant you this is a a a talked about apparently i'm, I'm going to go with the fact that this has been talked about and you know both parties are fairly willing to give it a try and there's a thing you know it, try to embrace it go with the flow and and give it a try Right, and that was in my notes. I've got it. Commit to at least trying. Don't commit to this is what you're going to do forever. Commit to the effort of, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's lay down some rules. Mm-hmm. Let's lay down some parameters. Let's negotiate what this transition might look like. 
always, always, always go slowly. Yes, Do not jump yes. in with both feet. No, nope, baby steps. Baby, baby, baby steps. Don't jump out of the frying pan into the fire. Right. I think we did an episode on transitioning to yeah. 24-7, um, where that, I think, was most of what we said for that hour and a half. Just slow the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the biggest thing. As long as... It's not a hard limit. As long as it's not something that is just completely antithetical to who you are as a person, it is not the relationship you want, you hate the idea of it, every part of it makes you cringe. Okay, if, mm-hmm. if you're not having that reaction, if what you are thinking is, it's not awful, but what if? Oh, what if is is the bane of my anxious mind. (laughs) I can live in a world of what ifs. And the problem when you focus on all the what ifs is that what you end up not moving forward and doing anything. You actually just stay right where you are. And sometimes staying right where you are is no good either. Create a status quo. Exactly, because then you're not growing within the relationship. So the, the thing I would say is commit to trying, commit to those first steps. Talk about very seriously with your partner who's wanting some transition in this this DS relationship from vanilla to DS, from bedroom to 24 seven, from uh, play and maybe kind of platonic to something romantic or sexual, like whatever it is, as long as you're open to it, even if you're scared, talk about what this means, what this looks like Figure out a first thing that you would be willing to do. Um, this is not true of all anxious people. And anxiety is just sort of like worrying on steroids. It just takes <laughs> fear and worry to a really, really negative place. Yeah. It is, it, it's beyond your typical, oh, I was a little concerned about that. It can become um, really unhealthy. So wherever you fall on that from the I'm a little worried to, oh, I can't sleep at night because all I think is what if, that's some level of anxiety, by the way. For many of us, myself included, the only way people talk about getting over it and in anxiety, even mild worry, there is no getting over it, there is going through it. Um, In some cases, it is about doing the thing you fear, trying the thing you fear because our mind can easily come up with a worst case scenario. It can also come up with a best case scenario. Yeah. But the reality is, is most of the time, the reality is somewhere in the middle. It is neither the worst nor the best. It is neither the end and death of your relationship, nor is it all sunshine and roses like your partner's thinking. Like, this is going to be the best thing we've ever done. And actually, no, it's going to be difficult and it's going to be different and it's going to require adjustments and there's going to be misunderstandings and there's going to be changes to everybody's life to make this one transition. And that's actually the reality. But the best way in some cases, depending on what we're talking about, to get past that worry is to go through it, do the thing you're scared of, and then discover that your worst your worst fear is not what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Now, what I think would be a good help in help aid in in this um especially since this is treading completely new territory from what they're used to being in the bedroom to outside is i i think a good option would be to have definitely have a weekly check-in or more Uh, for sure more at at least at very least a weekly check-in you know to a, a predetermined time that you both parties can sit down and Talk about what's going on, what's going good, what's not going good. Uh, be willing to compromise and adjust. Right. And and the thing is, when you have these conversations, be honest about what you're unhappy about, what's not going good from both sides. So there is a tendency in some cases for the person who wanted this change to not want to admit that they're unhappy with something because then, uh, uh-oh, I might be ruining my chances for this change. Um, the other side, especially if, I just know this from a submissive perspective in general, if the other side is the submissive and they didn't necessarily want this change, and so they're seeing problems, They, you might be fearful of holding back and saying, here, mm. things aren't working because you want it to work. And so you might, and this actually is a uh, regardless of the slash kind of thing, you want it to work for your partner so your partner is happy and so you might 
be less inclined to talk about the things you don't like for fear that you're letting them down, that you're gonna ruin it. You're not. Every conversation you have is potentially another opportunity to go, okay, we tried that and that didn't work in the way we set it up. Is there a way we can tweak it? Is there a way we can change it? Should we throw that out and try something else? Or, and this one is the hardest one for me, and I think it's the hardest one for most people, it, are we just frustrated because this is new and what we actually need to do is have patience and get better at this? Oh, the P word. I hate that word. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how you like um, got me to do an entire episode on that stupid word. <laughs> I hate that word. But it, but it is true because sometimes it's not that the thing we're trying to do start you know, following rules outside the bedroom or um, having different kinds of conversations or doing things differently in our relationship. Like it's not always the activity that's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's the newness to the activity and it's the retraining our brain to know what happens next. So habits, I've been reading a lot on habits lately. Habits are basically your brain on autopilot. And when they're good right. habits, that's great. It means you're functioning pretty efficiently. You're getting stuff done without having to use a lot of brain power to think about them. Bad habits, it works the same way, but it's things that do not serve you. Yeah. So when we change a part of our, any part of our life, but in this case, in our kinky relationship, to do something different, we are switching off old habits. We are retraining ourselves to take on new habits. Habits take a while to build and form. Mm -hmm. If there is any fear or resistance to them um, for any reason, that it becomes that much harder. And so sometimes what we dislike is the fact that the old way was quote easier because we were in a pattern, we were in a routine, we were in a habit. We knew without thinking what we were supposed to do, how this worked, and now we have to spend a lot of brain power on thinking about every step of this new thing. And it's not the thing at all we dislike, it is the amount yeah. of energy that goes into doing right. the thing. Now, I, I had read a fascinating study a number of years back about habits and I think what struck me the most the the example that they used was driving to work and you will tend to find a path to work that is comfortable most comfortable to travel and you take that path day after day week after week month after month and and I know to a certain extent all of us have experienced this at, at some point or another where you get somewhere and you're kind of like, oh, I'm here already. I didn't really remember the drive. Right, I have no memory of yeah. driving here, yeah. Being like on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And the study said that the downside to this is it doing the same routine over, 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 day after day, week after week, month after month, actually makes your brain lazy. Oh yeah, because it's, it's using less energy. It, it's using less energy. Mm -hmm. And they suggest to change your routine. Every so often, go a different way to work. Mm. Okay, take take a different path. You know, if you're walking or jogging, you know, do a, a change the routine up. It keeps your brain active and working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense to me. And I will interject my anxious girl yeah, way of seeing well. this. So <laughs> as an anxious person, I crave routine because it feels safe, it feels comfortable. I don't have to think about it. As somebody who is trying to do a lot with the same amount of time everybody else has, I also crave efficiency and productivity. Like I just wanna get stuff done quickly. However, when I plan a change in my routine like that, mm -hmm. I know I'm gonna take the kids to school in a different way because we have a thing going on. Or I know that maybe today I'm not going to come home and do this thing. I've gotta come home and be ready to go out because you and I are gonna go do a thing. It's a slight change in my routine. As long as it's not happening all the time and it does not feel out of my control, which is a big component of that. And sometimes changes happen that we have no control over and we just gotta like roll with it. Um, those changes become exciting to me because then I am planning the change. Mm, okay. So even though I'm doing something different, even though I'm outside of my routine, I'm not as efficient, there's a lot of places where my anxious brain could go, ooh, ooh, here's something to fear. Most of the time, when I feel like I am in control of even that small change, and the control is, it's a total mind fuck, y'all, because here's, I still remember back in the day when I had a uh, 45 minute commute one way to work. 
And I would, the question is, you know, it's more of a, which came first chicken or the egg, right? So I would tell myself tomorrow, you know what I wanna do? I wanna stop at Sonic on my way out of town. I wanna get the breakfast burrito and a Diet Coke. And that's what I want my breakfast to be this morning. I haven't done that in a couple of weeks. It totally changed my routine. It kept me fresh because I had mm-hmm. to think about this change. I couldn't just go on autopilot. Right. But it also excited me because it was a thing I wanted to do. So accidentally, without trying, I was keeping myself fresh. I was changing my routine instead of doing something that I wanted to be doing. Obviously, it doesn't always work that way. Also, now I'm craving a breakfast burrito from Sonic. <laughs> and I don't eat breakfast burritos anymore. So there's that. Um, but... That's another way to think about it. If your partner is bringing this suggestion to you and the only thing that's kind of holding you back is fear of the unknown, fear of the what if, fear of how the the transition or the change will, for lack of a better word, change things. And it's not about hard limits and it's not about things you won't accept in your relationship or any of that. It is truly just fear of the change itself. Try, if you can, to find something sort of exciting in it, even if it's a small thing. Um, When we were making plans to move here, I was thinking about, oh, it'll be really nice not to be stuck in traffic. Once we found this house that we're renting and we realized how close things were, I got excited about Sonic again, which I think says something about my... Uh, love of Sonic <laughs> more than anything. Um, but we were also like, oh, wow, the grocery store is literally around the corner. The gym is here. And so... No, all they need is a Starbucks around the God, corner. God, I know. They need more Starbucks in this town just in general. I'm just saying. But um, but hey, we got a Dunkin' really close yeah. too. So there were things that even though I was... Even though that was a change I wanted, I still had those moments of, uh-oh, what if this was a mistake? What if this was a, a wrong change to make? In those moments where I felt a little out of control, where I felt like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of changes going on, I would focus on something that I was excited about, even if it had nothing to do with the move. You know, even though where we lived before, technically mileage wise, our grocery store was closer. Yeah. But because of traffic, it took twice as long to get there. Um, So those little things that I could grasp at and go that's actually kind of cool i'm i'm kind of interested in what that will bring how mm-hmm. that will be i look forward to that teeny tiny little element yeah gave me um a more positive outlook on it because there was something i could clearly put my hand on and go that's a cool thing i want to experience and also when i started feeling kind of overwhelmed i mean we talked about this after we did move we had about a month of just sort of stress from this move because we yeah. had to adjust everything in our life and so it was saying, hey, we can go, I can go, sorry to say this again, I can go to Sonic <laughs> <laughs> and get the good ice in my Diet Coke and it's right there. Or, hey, we're going to go join the gym that's truly like five minutes away, mm-hmm. whereas before it had been 30 minutes away. Yeah. You know, it was those things that made me feel better about the choice that that were the positives in a kind of stressful, scary moment when I didn't quite know how things were going to sort of pan out and was this the right decision and are we making the right move? I mean, those questions I think should pop up at some time, at some point, even when you're the one who wants a transition in, in some part of your life, even if you're the one that came to your partner and went, Hey, I know we've been vanilla for the past 30 years. I would like to kink it the fuck up. Yeah. I think it is, valid and okay and natural if even you are like okay are we doing the right thing here how do i know this is the right thing (laughs) you know especially because as you're changing how you do things so you are getting off of autopilot and you're changing your habits it's hard it's always harder than you expected it to be some things might be a little bit easier than you expected but something is always harder than you thought it would be whether it's the communication or it's the you know figuring out what this dominant thing or this submissive thing means, or it's rejecting everything you've ever been told by society and the people around you to do. Like, there's all these things. There's all these things that we end up changing as we find our place in the, the world of BDSM. And some of them will be easier than we thought they would be, but some of them will be harder. And even when it's something you want, that doesn't mean it's supposed to automatically be easy to do. You are changing entire patterns of your existence 
that will be a challenge. It will always be a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think it's important um, as a partner who has that fear. Your your partner comes to you and says, hey, I want us to kink it up in this way. I want to try this type of kink, right? Like, oh, I'm, you know, we've been playing with bondage in the bedroom and I've been using Velcro cuffs, but I really, really want to tie a knot. Like, I really want to do some rope work. Will you go on this journey with me, right? Even something like that, if it makes you a little nervous, first of all, that's probably a good thing. I want you to think safety first and all of these things. (laughs) It's okay to be a little bit nervous. Um, It's okay to go, can we slow down? But even when you were the one bringing these changes and these transitions to the relationship and suggesting them and saying, these are things I'm really interested in, can we explore this? You have to go into it understanding and knowing that your partner might say no flat out, Mm -hmm. or they might say, I am willing to try, I will commit to trying, and it still won't work out. And so only you can know how important this is to you. I mean, we, how many people have we met in our life as kingsters where they told, you're one of them, told their spouse, their partner, I'm kinky, I wanna be kinky, can we try this kinky thing? Get rejected by a vanilla partner, and it might not be immediate, but eventually those people are not together anymore, and you know, the kingster has gone down a different path in life. Ideally, perfect world, you meet a person and you decide you love each other and you can grow together in whatever way that means. But the reality is, is sometimes you can't. Sometimes you cannot stay on the same path together. Sometimes you have to diverge. In some cases, you can still be a unit as a relationship and have diverging interests. And sometimes you can't. And sometimes you, that's not the relationship for you that you're meant to be with forever. Um, And I don't want that for anybody. I'm not sitting here advocating for breakups to the left of me, breakups to the right of me. But (laughs) I think that is a reality as well. Sometimes one of you is going to want something out of this relationship that the other one just doesn't. Even if you try, it's still, it's not a good fit. It's not for you. That is also valid. And we have to all understand that it's not just the change of like the person who asked the question of, what we've got is good. What if this makes it better? There's also the what if you ask for a change that you that your partner cannot give you? Like that's a real thing that has to be confronted. And I don't have any easy answers for that. That shit's tough. Yeah, you it know, is. it is. It always is. I do think though, if a relationship is relatively healthy, if you've got decent communication, nobody ever has perfect communication. Y'all just don't even go there. <laughs> if there's a good level of trust if there's camaraderie and friendship and there is a genuine bond between you and y'all that's not necessarily sexual or romantic it's a bond you can sometimes grow together just sometimes at different paces and at different levels and in different ways and sometimes if you're patient that thing you mentioned to your partner six months or six years ago will come back around when they are at a point in their own growth Mm -hmm. and their own journey where they can think about it and just you know make a different decision So I also don't advocate throwing out an entire relationship because you don't get this one thing you want if everything else is really good, unless you've decided that one thing is a deal breaker. You have to have it or you can't be happy. But if you are in general happy with one another and there's not resentment and things are good, then sometimes it's, it's more about waiting for your partner to be ready to make that transition with you instead of trying to force it. I don't think we're going to go on too much longer. (laughs) One, I think that's all I can say about that personally. We will recap. So partner A goes to partner B and says, let's change this kinky shit up a bit. Partner B is like, okay, it doesn't have a hard limit. I'm not like totally against it, but I'm afraid of what it could mean because things are good now. What if it, what if it makes things worse? Okay. That's, that is the generic version of the question. So I think that applies to any relationship out there ever. One, communicate, communicate, communicate. Yes. Talk about, as the person coming to the partner with the the request for the change, talk about what that means to you. Listen to the partner who should have questions, bring your questions, take time to think about your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
be open about your concerns and your fears. Uh, as the partner who's like all excited about this thing you want to do, do not act like your partner's concerns and fears are invalid. They are not. They they need to be heard. They need to have space to say, but here's what I worry about. You need to come together to talk about what that means. You should not mm -hmm. be going, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, it'll be fine. I, tr You want to know how quickly I will stop believing in somebody who's going to tell me something new when my their response to every concern I have is, go, it's going to be fine. It's going to be, be fine. fine. I need to back the fuck up with that shit. You better give me some concrete details. I'm an anxious person. You can't be doing that to me. I'm not. You can't placate me with that shit. No, be, let's be realistic. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be new. It hopefully will be exciting and fun. But that doesn't mean it won't be difficult to. Um, as long as it doesn't hit any hard limits, I would say commit to trying. Commit to trying and commit to baby steps, to test things out, to see what you like. And then, like John Brownston said, set up a schedule where you are checking in daily, weekly, I would say don't let it go much more than weekly right. when you're trying new stuff. I would not. I, you might have small check-ins weekly where it's like a 15, 20 minute conversation and maybe monthly you sit down and like do a full debrief, like pick your style, know yourself, um, but definitely talk about it at least a little bit, at least weekly to say, okay, we've tried this thing. How are you doing? Are there any unexpected challenges? Are there things you like? Are there things you don't? Do we need to adjust? Blah, blah, blah. But I also would say, be patient. Be patient with yourself for trying new things. Um, be realistic about what you don't like. Is it that you don't like this thing you're doing? Like you thought, you know, following rules outside the bedroom would, you know, be kind of sexy. And now you're like, I, <laughs> I fucking hate this. I hate everything about it. Or are you hating the fact that it's not easy? Are you hating the fact that you have to think about it? What, like think about what it is you dislike when you have these conversations keep talking it's never a one and done conversation and then understand that sometimes the transition either cannot happen at that moment or it cannot happen between the two of you at all and you just can't go down this path together yeah yeah okay holy shit i did that pretty quickly you did mostly because i feel bad for you yeah okay well <laughs> so that is that um i might turn this into a more uh cogent like blog post too um because i think this is something that is on people's minds maybe they just don't yeah. ask it in this way or it, they think they shouldn't that's definitely ask worth being talked about and should be talked about. right because the changing things can can make people nervous change is difficult even when it's change you want um, that's just a reality. Uh, change happens, though. Sometimes it's forced upon you. <laughs> Sometimes you get to have a little bit of control. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Uh, shout out once again to our sponsor, The Cage. TheCage.co. Mm -hmm. Code loving BDSM for two weeks of premium membership. Um, shout out to our patron CDC, Sir and Her 78MB. Um, I think I'm going to change that up for 2020 as well, how we do shout outs, but we'll see. Okay. Um, and we do have a bonus section and hopefully we'll keep that brief, but we will yeah. tell you why poor John Brownstone is what well, we have to refer to as poor John Brownstone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are we good? I will not lay claim to that. Thank you. Neither will I. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep, keep it kinky y'all. And we'll see you next week. please talk to the crickets daddy yes baby girl thank you, you may. daddy do you want me to um talk on your behalf because you look like you're fading over there i am the um drugs are kicking in that i took at lunchtime yeah yeah we probably should have planned this recording better than mm -hmm. we did it is what so it is so i will i can tell the story on your behalf well, you will interject or I, do you want to tell i i have found my woodworking kryptonite yes this is true and it kicked my ass yes this Literally. is also true <laughs> i'm not laughing at your pain i swear I know, to god i know i i there's this wood that i love to work with it's called silk oak um, it's beautiful it, it's natively an australian wood but it grows also here in south and central florida and because of that um it is a wood that i can easily get my hands on as a as a local locally sourced wood for trees that have 
fallen from storms or have been removed and and it's a common wood the grain is absolutely beautiful uh, the color is reddish to tan and the when it's sanded properly and, and finished the end grain has a beautiful shimmer to it I love the wood it does not love me um, I suspected this a little bit because a couple times prior I've had um, reactions and I decided to test that this past week and sure enough um, I had a very major reaction to it um, my arms face and neck broke out in hives and your nose swelled up to like twice its normal size yeah it was weird. My uh, face kind of looked like I had dragged a cheese grater over it. You, you did look pitiful. I mean, yeah. your eye swelled up a little bit, not as much as it has in the past. Right. You could see out of it, but it was your nose. Yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started using some Benadryl over-the-counter stuff, and um, it kind of kept it at bay but it never really got any better no so the day before this recording we're recording on wednesday october 16th yeah the day before this i was at the doctor's office i thought i could send you by yourself no 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 and uh yeah they they just definitely you know reaction Oh, yeah, that little um, very young doctor, even I was like, wow, you're kind of young, comes in and goes, uh, oh, yes, you're having a reaction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was in there five minutes. He's like, mm -hmm, I see it. Yeah. And uh, so they they did give me um, a script. What was kind of funny for me was he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you this, this prescription, but I want to give you an injection to kind of kickstart this a little bit. So the nurse comes walking in, and I start rolling up my sleeve. You did not hear when he explained how the shot was going to go. No. So you did not understand why I was cackling. Yeah, no. I was cackling. And he was like, uh, no, it goes in the other end. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> that's when I really let it out, because I was like, ha! But I love shots to the butt. Okay, maybe I'm a masochist, but also <laughs> the quickest I ever got better from something so close to strep throat that the doctor wanted to call it strep throat but said she couldn't technically call it strep throat was when they gave me a shot to the ass and within hours i was like this is the best i felt ever in my life i love shots to the ass i was mm -hmm. very happy for you <laughs> <laughs> also i got to look at your butt in the doctor's office and it you did it was very made me very happy and yet it was socially acceptable yeah, I guess that's yeah. I know, yeah, I know. I How that often way. does that happen? Not very. I mean, they they were probably like, well, they're married, so this is fine. And then like, don't look at me too closely because I'm leering at my daddy's ass crack in front of, <laughs> <laughs> in front of the doctor and nurse. Yeah, both, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah was, and leaning and smiling appreciatively. Mm -hmm. And also, though, very happy that he had decided to give you that shot. Yeah. Because... I knew that, that that's exactly it. It would kick in faster and hopefully you'd right. feel some relief because you have been. So it started, we did our live stream last Wednesday and you were mostly okay, but by that evening, by that you evening, were I, not. I, I was not. I was starting to um, itch. Mm -hmm. And and that's pretty much about right. I, I had worked with the wood last Tuesday. Okay. And 24, yeah, 24 hour later. Mm -hmm. And this I, is... The third time you've had an allergic reaction? Third time I've had, had a similar reaction. And the second time I, I was working with some of that wood and I kind of had a suspicion, but I wasn't sure. And even though this was a relatively small project and I did take some precautions, I had rubber gloves mm -hmm. on my hands and I wore a full face shield. It got me anyway. Yeah, well... And, and worse than the other two times. Yeah, and you're a person that has allergies in general. You've fought for most of your adult life to deal with your allergies. True. So I think, yeah, you're just sort of more susceptible to that stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so uh, picture this. So last Wednesday when we did the live stream and recorded the podcast, I was complaining about my back, which did not stop hurting uh, while he's going through that. So he is, can barely like function. He's not sleeping. His face is slowly swelling up. 
And so he's on the couch, like just breathing. I'm on my side of the couch going, I, I don't want to move. I hurt. I hurt. We were like the two most pitiful people. Thankfully, we were able to kind of squeak through our week. Yeah. With nothing major going on or things that we couldn't, that we could easily like shift. So, yeah. And now you got worse over the weekend. I started getting better. Right. I mean, I'm still whining about some pain that I'm in, but it's just not as bad as it was. Yeah. Oh, oh. And reminder that we advocate for a tough love clause in this DS relationship. This is like way back in the archives. Yeah. Like probably the first like episode eight or episode nine or something. Tough love clause in our power exchange, because we are 24 seven, is that if he is not taking care of himself and he's not doing things he needs to do to stay healthy, whole, well, whatever, uh, I step in and I make shit happen. And we were quickly getting to that point. So I kept going, are you sure you don't want to go to a doctor? Well, I'll see if I can get, if it gets a little bit better. It might be getting a little bit better. I'm like, I don't think it's getting better. Your nose is just not <laughs> looking natural anymore. So yeah, it was Monday night. You asked me that. Right. And then, and, and I looked at you and I said, if I don't see any noticeable difference by tomorrow morning, I'm going to a doctor. See, that shows how out of it you were. I started asking you over the weekend. Yeah. But I didn't ask you, so I didn't feel like I had to pull out the real tough love clause because the, the tough love clause would have had me making the appointment I going. Know. But I did do the research. So Newtown with our insurance, who takes our insurance, even though we have a gigantic freaking deductible, so yeah. it doesn't matter anyway. Um, so I'm like, what's the closest walk-in clinic? What are their reviews? I'm like, okay, they're a mile and a half away. We know exactly where they are. We've passed them many times. Also, the pictures look fine. Also, the reviews are fine. Like, if you ever come across a doctor's office where it's 100% five-star reviews, you they have purchased those reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody is always mad at the doctor's office. So, um, yeah. And then I was going to let him go because I was like, it's an allergy. He's able to drive. He's been driving. It's fine. He was like, please come with me. He's like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm getting a coffee out of this because, you know, I'm, uh, I've am i got great bedside manner and I'm as, the one you want in a crisis. As you do. Right. Hey, you got a coffee too. I did. Yeah. So, yeah. And the doctor, walk-in clinic, um, there were people ahead of us. We still got in and out in like 45 minutes. I'm pretty sure it's because for you and what you were going through, it was very straightforward. It was. Your face was like misshapen because of swelling. You had red hives on your neck and your arms the doctor definitely put gloves on before he touched you. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he kind of took a quick look and went, yes, yes, I know what we're doing. And it was just, it was done and it was quick. That was kind of nice. So at least it was a, a good experience. And then, did you come home and sleep? By the yeah. time you got home, yeah. So, yeah, so. Been doing a lot of that lately. Technically, we probably could have done the live stream today, but neither of us has slept well the past several nights and um yeah seeing you now that you took your because it was a steroid shot and then it was um uh, medication for five days one pill for five days and so he took it with lunch and y'all cannot see how while i'm speaking his eyelids are just getting heavy i'm like i am not always that interesting but even you don't fall asleep no, speaking. no. well between that and the benadryl yeah 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 the benadryl for the itching. For the itching. Thankfully, that is subsiding. That that was driving me insane. That was kill that was taken up, preventing you from sleeping. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are hot messes over here, mm -hmm. but we're getting better. We're on the mend. We are. We are on the mend. We are. And so that is what matters. Mm -hmm. Um. Anything else? I've just been trying to play catch up from last week when I was a slug. You are just sitting still. And binge watching stuff on Netflix, which I don't blame you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there should be more. I don't think there's more. The um, I thought silly me, and I should know better because I sit at your desk to record other things all the time. But I thought with us not having the lights on us this week, and it not, would be a little cooler. Yeah, and I'm uh -huh. sweating through my shirt. <laughs> This is a hot little corner, isn't it? It is, but if we turned a fan on, then that would be the the ambient background noise. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's still better than the closet and the laptop. Yes. So. Yes. 
Yeah, so we are still here. We're kind of quiet um, online on purpose because mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to take care of yourself. Um, sorry to see the live, to not be able to do the live stream. I know. But for YouTube folks, we are going to upload the audio. So that'll, yeah. they'll, they'll still well, get access to it I, if they I want was, it. I, I, I was concerned I might scare folks away with the way I look still. Well, so. the other day before the steroid shot, yes. I mean, yeah. y'all, his face just, it looked like, we were talking like elder abuse over here. Like I was hurting him. It looked really bad. Um, and I wouldn't have asked you to record if you were still, I would have, I would have driven your butt to a doctor. I mean, like fix him. But thankfully we did not have to go that far into the tough love clause. Right. You, you handled it like a champ, but yeah, we're how things go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am hoping that both of us can finally get a good night's sleep tonight. That would yeah. be really nice. Oh. I have forgotten what it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I'm an adult. I don't, my idea of a good night's sleep is so different from like when I, when I was younger. Like the idea of sleeping straight through a night, that rarely happens. Anyway, the idea of getting enough hours of sleep, that rarely happens anyway. But this bad sleep has been like nowhere near enough, even by my sad standards, and waking up all the time yeah it's like i just want to sleep can i just get like two hours of solid sleep that'd be great so (laughs) hopefully that's that's the next goal let's sleep through the night for once that'd be great um but yeah so that's us Mm -hmm. old school podcast this week Uh i know we even have it set up like the microphone is even set up for me in a really cool way that it's not normally it is like i don't have to bend down to get to the mic it's kind of cool yeah, and we're already dreaming about when we buy our house next year and have an office and have a setup, like can have an I hopefully an ideal setup. Yeah. Instead of MacGyvering it every mm-hmm. single week. Um but yeah, that's us I guess. Mm-hmm. Not much else to No. No. We love you guys. We do. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being here. Uh-huh. As always. As always. Um we should be back to our typical selves next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have, we can't both be unhealthy together. One of us has to be healthy at all times. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not always anybody's reality, but that's just right. my preference. Yeah, at least yeah, one of us yeah. needs to be healthy at a time. <laughs> okay, we're all gonna right. go. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.